Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones, and let's kick off the episode, as we always do, with a look at recent and upcoming events. First up, this Friday, I will be at Spot on Broadway in Bradley, Illinois. Uh, It'll be myself, Kate Peterson, Chris Bongat, and J.P. McAllister, hosted by Burt Young. Looking forward to that lineup. Uh, the next day, December 14th, it's a Saturday, I will be at Toasted at uh, the Comedy Clubhouse in Chicago. That show is hosted by uh, Sharon and Gina Palm, two of the producers of the So Emo show. I don't know who else is on that lineup, but I'm looking forward to it. I've heard nothing but great things, and uh, that's going to be a blast. Uh, December 27th, I will be at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora with Des Mulrooney. Uh, don't know the rest of the lineup on that one either. This will be the 10 o'clock show, not the 8 o'clock show. Though that said, feel free to come to the 8 o'clock show and then stay for the 10 o'clock show because they're two different shows. You get the idea. Um, for recent events, uh, Monday night, I went to the Comedy Shrine once again to work on a four-minute set, and we'll talk about why I did that in a minute. Uh, I did a little more improv, and I had a few discussions with the sinkers, who are the owners of the venue, about some show ideas I have, because in 2020, I am fully intending on A, working regularly, B, bringing a show that I want to see, let alone, you know, want to be on, to the burbs, uh, which I've, you know, I've talked about before with my regrets over my, like, the end of my time in wrestling and show ideas that I had and things like that. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can bring some of that into the comedy world. And C, I really want to begin supplementing my income with comedy work, whether that's on the producing end, the performing end, or both. You know, I, ideally both. Um so I have some things in the early development stages. Uh, I'm not making an announcement on any of it yet, but hopefully I can start making those announcements on those concepts in the near future, definitely by the end of this year, if not sooner. Uh, my recent injury at work, which I talked about on a recent episode, really let me know that I need to start looking for a way out of the current day job. Um, it's still a good gig. I don't ever want to make it sound like it's not a good gig. Uh, And there are some changes that are being implemented to fix the circumstances that resulted in me tweaking out my back. But it being a good job doesn't mean that it's a good fit for me, uh, especially in the long run. And I'm looking at an exit strategy as I have been for the past few years. And um, thus far, comedy is starting to look like one of my best options as absolutely absurd as that might seem. I'm kind of ill-equipped for most everything else I've ever tried, you know? And I've spoken in the past about my failing my way through job after job, career path after career path, you know, that whether it's the military or motorcycle repair or nonprofit work or whatever. Um, but I have plans, and some of them are looking kind of promising. So I'm focusing on that right now. And you know, trying to jump at every available opportunity which comes along. And, you know, barring that, I'll just keep working on making my own opportunities. It seems to be working out so far, and uh, I'm just going to keep at it, you know. Um, Which brings us to uh, one of the major happenings in the Chicago comedy scene. 
Comedians You Should Know has been one of the biggest platforms for comedy in Chicago since 2008, with their focus on alt as well as mainstream comedy, to the point where in 2015 they expanded to L.A., in 2016 they expanded to New York City, uh, with featured acts getting major attention both locally and all across the country. And this year, rather than accepting submissions to join their lineups, uh, they instead had an audition open mic on Sunday where hundreds of folks showed up and 80 were chosen in a lotto-style drawing to do four minutes with the hopes of getting to then do the audition show uh, in order to audition to do an actual uh, Comedians You Should Know show later on during the year. Due to that wild turnout, an additional audition, uh, an audition mic to audition for the audition. Did that make sense? You're tracking. It's fine. Uh, an additional mic was added on Tuesday with 50 folks, uh, getting to go up. Um, that was last night. Now I'll get to that more in a moment. Uh, when hundreds showed up for that last night, an additional night was added uh, tonight as of this recording, which is Wednesday. Um, now, in addition to it being an audition for comedians, you should know, this mic also had the benefit of having a majority of comics and producers from all over the area present at the show. So I went last night uh, with the intent, ideally, of just being seen by other folks in the scene, you know, because even if comedians you should know has no interest in me, um, perhaps someone running another show uh, in the area would, you know, who otherwise would not have seen me. This was a great networking event above almost anything else. Um, so that was the plan. Of course, this wound up being a moot point as I did not get on the list. Uh, the list was done in lotto fashion. Like I said, only 50 spots were available. Uh, there were people, you could get an additional, uh, entry into the lotto drawing. Um, cause it was done. Like you put your name on a ticket, you put the ticket in the bucket, they draw and the first 50 they draw go on the list. Um, and you know, you would get an additional, uh, ticket if you purchase something at the bar. And there were people purchasing like 20 beers and just passing them out to people just because they wanted the tickets. And me, I didn't have that kind of money to be thrown around, nor, you know, did I want to, you know what I mean? Um, if the odds were going to be, were going to work, they were going to work. If they didn't, whatever. Um, so I didn't get on bummer, whatever. Uh, congrats to everyone who did get on, you know, whether on Sunday or Tuesday or the one that's happening tonight, you know, props to anyone who, who gets on there. Um, didn't happen for me, but that didn't mean the night was going to go wasted. Uh, I rode to the city with, uh, TJ Remick and Dave Sitko. Um, originally I was going to drive and have some folks ride with me. Um, but that was all tentative planning because I was waiting to see how the workday treated me. My back is still a little sore from work and the muscle relaxers that I've been prescribed, uh, mean that I'm not supposed to drive while I'm taking them. Um, you know, so typically I try to take them more towards the end of the day, um, when I don't have to be driving for work cause I can't take them when I'm working. So I have to take them later. 
Um, and the option to be a passenger as opposed to a driver came up and it meant I could take my pills and feel some relief and not have to worry about shit in addition to also, you know, hoping to audition. Uh, so yeah, it was perfect. Um, so the bar was way too small to accommodate the sheer mass of humanity. Um, the whole thing had kind of a vibe of like a high school reunion. You know, there were a lot of folks I didn't recognize. Plenty of folks that I did, many whose names and why I knew them I could not recall. Uh, and then, you know, the handful that I actually knew and was happy to get to talk to. Uh, neither me nor TJ got on the list. Uh, Dave did, uh, but he was late in the lineup. So we bounced out and went to go check out some of the mics nearby since we were there. You know, might as well make the most of the night. Um, first stop was Max Wood Grilled which I was introduced to previously after my last time at uh, Flabby's Comedy Cavalcade at Phyllis's Musical Inn as the two spots are right across the street from each other. Uh, the mic is run by this cat named Tito, who is a wild fucking dude. Uh, he just did an episode of Giovanni Diaz's uh, Lobo Den podcast, um, which was uh, very interesting. I didn't realize uh, quite the, the backstory that, that Tito had, so that was kind of cool to check out. Shout out to Giovanni and uh, the Lobo Den podcast. Give that a listen if you feel so inclined. A lot of local comics have been on it. Uh, it's a solid listen. Um, so uh, Jessica Diana, who was also at the Comedians You Should Know thing but didn't get drawn for the list, uh, signed us all up in advance because... Um, Basically what happened is the folks who didn't make it onto the, the comedians, you should know thing all started, you know, spreading out, out into the city and going to other mics and, and doing other things. Um, and you know, uh, a bunch of us know Jessica from, you know, just being around the scene. Um, and so Jessica, you know, shot out messages to, to producers of mics like, Hey, here's a handful of people who are going to be coming out. Um, you know, so we started, like I said, at, uh, at Max. And, um, I also want to shout out Jessica. Uh, she is one of the producers of the gallows open heckle mic, which is on Friday nights. Uh, I haven't been to it, but I've, you know, heard stories. Uh, it sounds like a good time. Um, one of these nights I'll make it out there, but anyway, so we got to Max, a lot of folks from earlier in the night were there. Um, we all did our sets, uh, and it was fun. After that, we had to bounce back to, uh, to the spot to get Dave back to the, the, excuse me, comedians, you should know thing. And then after we dropped him off, TJ and I bounced out to low key karaoke, uh, which Jessica had also messaged and got us all signed up for. Um, I'd been wanting to go to low key karaoke for a hot minute. Uh, cause it, it's, you know, a, a mic I, I saw someone post about and you do three minutes of material, uh, for, if you do a song that's on theme of, of the night, every night has a theme. Um, and then after you do your, your, your material, your stand up, you then do like a minute or two of a karaoke song, um, that, you know, is on the theme or, you know, relates to your material or is just whatever the fuck you want to sing. The theme was Jay-Z and Beyonce. Um, so I wasn't going to go for that extra minute. Uh, sorry to the beehive, but uh, that's uh, not in my uh, 
karaoke wheelhouse. So uh, instead, I did a little Jimi Hendrix uh, red house to roll with the theme of my set. Um, props go to TJ, who got set of the night and a $25 gift certificate for, uh, for doing the damn thing. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Dan Garcia and Mary Kelly, who um, I've seen on social media and was aware of, but this is the first time I've actually gotten to meet them. They were super nice. They produce the uh, uh, low-key karaoke mic. And, you know, thanks again to them for slotting us in. Thanks to Jessica Diana for messaging ahead. Um, after that, we bounced back out to the Comedians You Should Know thing to pick up Dave, who had finished his set. And at that point, we all rode back out to the Burbs after what proved to be uh, a rather eventful night. You know, it almost had, um, you know, it was a, a short road trip. Um, but you know, it, it was still, uh, a handful of us getting to ride together, talk about shit, whatever, whatever. Um, and you know, that, that element of like riding with folks and, and bonding and shit like that is something that is incredibly valuable and something that I miss from my days in wrestling. You know, when a bunch of us would pile in the car and head to whatever venue we were at, you know, I, I miss those days. Um, back when we used to have the the hashtag Rudo road trip, uh, Rudo being a, uh, Lucha Libre term for, uh, was known in American wrestling as a heel or a, a villain. Um, and you know, uh, the Rudo road trips were a bunch of us, uh, heels would all ride together, uh, to whatever show. It was good times. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was nice getting to ride with everybody and nice getting to ride instead of drive, um, not that I have a problem with driving, but like I said, uh, the back is a thing. Uh, actually, the reason the podcast is going out a little late today is because I had to get a, another massage to keep working out all the, all the bullshit going on with my back. Um, so yeah, anyway, neither here nor there. Back on topic. Uh, like I said, Comedians You Should Know is doing a third mic tonight as of the recording and release of this episode. Uh, I won't be there as I've got band practice with Uncouth, um, which, um, you know, uh, oh, hi, Kobe. How you doing? My cat Kobe is here, y'all. Uh, so if you hear meowing or any other cat-like noises, that is why. Um, but yeah, no regrets on the whole experience. Like I said, it was, it was a wild night. Um, nice to be seen and see other folks. It was a good time. Um, tonight, Uncouth Practice. Uh, speaking of Uncouth, Uncouth is a band. It's the band that I'm in. We make music. And now is the music recommendation segment of the podcast. Fuck yeah. Nailed that segue. Except I'm not doing music recommendations this episode. Um, normally, as I do the music recommendations, I will go back and watch music videos if they exist for the songs that I'm recommending. Um, but right now, uh, one of the, the songs that I thought about recommending, you know, I was, I was going to go, um, look at the music video, but there is currently a protest action, uh, taking place against YouTube, the, the YouTube walkout. You can, Kobe, don't sit on the phone, babe. Come on. That's where the sound's got to go in. All right. Hold on. This is, you are just, 
just a rebel, aren't you? All right, there we go. Ha! <sighs> Dynamic auditory content. Um, but yeah, so there is a boycott currently happening against YouTube. Uh, if you Google YouTube walkout, you will find all sorts of information about it. Um, and it's a protest in the latest changes to their terms and conditions because their terms and conditions are problematic to say the least. And beyond that, the enforcement of those terms and conditions, perhaps even more problematic. Um, from the change.org petition that is circulating, uh, the statement is uh, at least in part as such. YouTube, the world's largest video sharing platform, has announced that its new terms of service will include a clause allowing them to terminate your access or your Google accounts access to all or part of the service if YouTube believes in its sole discretion that provision of the service to you is no longer commercially viable. In other words, they can terminate any channel, whether or not they have broken any rules, without warning or due process to appeal, based on a vague standard of commercial viability. Now, uh, I, I have a few thoughts on this. One is, YouTube is a private platform. You know, we, we're not owed the ability to use YouTube, and I understand that. However, we do live in an environment where certain social media platforms uh, or certain um, web searching uh, platforms or certain video hosting platforms have what is, for all intents and purposes, a monopoly on what they do. For example, YouTube is basically monopolizing the video uh, sharing platform uh, market. Um, and what is particularly problematic for this uh, particular change in the terms of services is YouTube has a serious problem with demonetization of videos by LGBTQ, etc. creators. Um, Beyond uh, demonetization, which is the removal of ads for their videos and channels based on uh, their identities. Um, uh, oh, hell, you know what? I'll, I'll keep reading the, the rest of the statement. I'll just do that. Um, There's a particular problem, a particular and serious problem for LGBTQ plus creators who have faced demonetization, the removal of ads, uh, for their videos and channels based on their identities, all while claiming to be allies to them. Uh, this change would effectively allow YouTube to discriminate against the LGBTQ plus members of its own service, as well as other minority groups uh, in addition. Um, but the reason that LGBTQ plus folks are particularly concerned is YouTube has a less than stellar history when it comes to its relationship to LGBTQ, etc. content creators. Uh, as even seeing saying the words gay, lesbian, or queer in a positive fashion can result in demonetization of content, meaning no ads, no ad revenue, etc., if not an outright shutting down of one's account. Beyond that, LGBTQ, etc. employees at Google, which is the parent uh, company of YouTube, 
have illustrated uh, an environment where safety is threatened, as doxings are not an irregular practice when complaints are lodged against open anti-LGBTQ, etc. hate speech from right-wing pundits. Uh, for example, there's the case of Steven Crowder's persistent harassment of Vox contributor Carlos Maza. Uh, uh, Crowder called Maza a little queer, a lispy queer, and the gay Vox sprite, uh, which then saw many of Crowder's followers attacking Maza, um, doxing, harassment, etc., all resulted. Um after a number of complaints, Crowder finally saw some of his videos demonetized as a result of this, uh, but faced no other consequences despite hate speech being against the terms and conditions of using YouTube. Um, and uh, Crowder, of course, used the occasion to decry an anti-conservative bent to YouTube and their policies, despite all evidence to the contrary. Anyway... In solidarity with the walkout, which is going on from the 10th through the 13th, I have decided that rather than suggest music to listen to and music videos to watch, instead you look into the large, sordid history of YouTube deplatforming queer content creators, and they're lifting up via algorithmic nonsense of alt-right, white supremacist, anti-LGBTQ, and other hateful content. Um... All it's ever taken for me to recognize there's a problem with YouTube is you watch one Joe Rogan interview and suddenly half of your YouTube recommendations are like weird alt-right nonsense. Um, it's a problem. Uh, and, you know, we as the users of YouTube and the, the suppliers of YouTube's content uh, need to pay attention to how the platform, A, makes money off the content we provide it, and B, how it, you know, markets content to us. And, you know, we vote with our actions. Um, and that's why, like I said, 10th through the 13th, fuck YouTube. Uh, and hopefully that decrease in, uh, views and whatnot will cause them to look at their, uh, their actions. So there you go. That is your recommendation. Look into YouTube's policies and the walkout and, you know, read the experiences of the people who are, are on the forefront of this battle. Um, and, and pay attention to that. That's your recommendations for the episode. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, for a special message and then we will be back with the tarot pull for the episode. Welcome back. And it is time for the tarot pull for the episode. Uh, this time we are pulling from the This Might Hurt Tarot deck by Isabella Rotman. Uh, Chicago native. Artwork, absolutely fantastic. Gorgeous deck. Really enjoy it. Uh, and the card that I've pulled for this episode is the Hierophant. Uh, a hierophant is a leader, traditionally religious, but in the context of the tarot can be a representation of any sort of leader, teacher, or expert who is passing on knowledge, tradition, or structure. Now, how we relate to the hierophant has much to do with the nature of the structures at play and our relationship to them. Uh, are they oppressive structures under which we struggle? Perhaps they're stabilizing structures that lend us guidance. 
Regardless, there can be much to learn from this card, and what you learn from it depends entirely on you. Are you struggling to find a way forward? Perhaps looking to the examples of those set before you is a place to start. Are you feeling beholden to structures that no longer suit you? Perhaps the Hierophant is here to remind you that not all traditions are worth carrying on. You know, look at history provides numerous examples of misguided zealots and long-suffering believers. Regardless, as I said, there is much to learn from all teachers, both good and bad, as the examples set give us ideas of what we want to do and do not want to do with our lives. So choose your lessons accordingly. Um, with that having been said, that brings us to the end of the episode. As always, you can follow me on all of the social medias at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, all one word. Um, you can email me, skitsmjones at gmail.com if you have any input. Uh, plus, if you use the Anchor.fm app, uh, you can leave a voice message for the podcast, and uh, if I like it, I'll play it on a future episode. Um, I think that's all I have for you, except, of course, as always, the one thing that I ask you to do each and every episode, and that is keep that trash fire burning, y'all. <laughs>